Oh, hi, Eric. Oh, well, hi, Trevin. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. Are you ready to talk about the new big comedy that's opening in theaters this weekend? Uh, Priest? No. Oh. <laughs> Although, who knows? It could be a great big comedy. They didn't show it to the press. Uh, yeah. That we did not get a screening of that. That doesn't bode well. Well, we're not going to talk about Priest or Hesher, uh, though I wish we could on that last one at least. But we are going to talk about Kristen Wiig's new vehicle for the summer, um, Bridesmaids. Yes. And now I would like to, if I could brag just a little bit. Please do. Scenestealers.com, the website the website, the website that I run. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a review of this up since South by Southwest all the way back in March because mm. uh, George Hickman, uh, our reporter down in, in uh, Austin, Texas, saw Bridesmaids. And he thought it was one of the funniest comedies he'd seen in recent memory yeah. uh, and uh, was contacted by the movie studio after mm-hmm. seeing his review and as of today has become the first reviewer on scenestealers.com to have uh, his quote in TV ads for the movie. Whoa, congratulations, George. <laughs> Which I guess to some extent it's like, hey, congratulations, you're being used to sell a movie. Right. So I don't know if it's uh, a big compliment or what, um, but it is what he said. and uh, so, I think it's fine. Yeah. So anyway, Scene Stealers on your TV. Check out, check it out. We're going to be the next uh, quote horrors of the century. All right. Well, you've got your work cut out for you. But. Thanks. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so early review, right? George Hickman, Austin, Texas, loved it. Raved about the entire film. Said it was, like I said, one of the funniest movies he'd seen in a long time. What, what did you your... think? Though? Oh, here we go. Because that's what I want to know. I, don't, okay. I, I know what George thought. George, by the way, wants to stab me if he ever sees me because I didn't like uh, the Rocketeer. Yes. Like, he and I are going to have to. Fight it out in a parking lot or something. And uh, Aaron Weber probably too. I think yeah, he that he's going to hold me down, and George is just going to gut me. I think that's awesome. That's when, fine. when movie critics uh, come to blows, yeah. Okay, are you going to be boxing you bowl in the in the ring? Next? Bridesmaids. So bridesmaids. Uh, you know, Kristen Wiig co-wrote this script, and we've seen her before in a million movies in these uh, supporting roles. She's so great, and uh, I think she's obviously one of the standouts on Saturday Night Live. Even when she is a go-to, uh, yeah. You know the. Sub- the material subpar. I think sometimes she can elevate that. Yeah. Uh, but Kristen Wiig has never had a lead role in a movie. That's correct. The absolute lead role. The, the closest we got to uh, seeing a big three-dimensional uh, part from her was in Whip It, which mm-hmm. was the... Um, Drew Barrymore roller derby uh, yeah. movie from a couple of years ago. And really it, underrated, by the way. Yeah, it was it. a really good Love movie. And Kristen Wiig uh, played, you know, kind of this uh, aging... You know, this this woman, this mother who was just, you know, doing this for fun and trying to hold on to some shred of her youth. And uh, it was a really affecting uh, portrayal in a, in, a, in a supporting role. But she proves um, that she can pull off the lead role in Bridesmaids. I thought she was terrific. Yeah. I thought, um, obviously, her comic timing is impeccable. Um, but what she did in this movie is similar to what I think Paul Giamatti did in Sideways, which is create this very flawed uh, character that we're rooting for, but we're also seeing all of the the things that she does to create these roadblocks for herself in her life. She's got a lot of personal hang-ups and uh, and things. Massive self-saboteur. Yeah, and and, and she even has a moment uh, 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 in this movie which is very similar to the moment Giamatti has when he starts uh, downing all the wine uh, in the in the wine tasting event, and 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 that's it's one of the greatest moments in this movie. But yeah. but I think Kristen Wiig, yeah, that uh, meltdown is that meltdown's hilarious. It's really good, and and so I'm giving her a lot of credit for the script. I know it was co-written uh, with a friend of hers, Annie Mamula, uh, and and I thought um, 
for the most part, that it avoided a lot of the standard kind of formulaic cliches that yeah. um, that these kind of romantic comedies have. On, on the other hand, just really quickly, uh, I think that it wrapped up too early. Uh, it was a little bit long. And um, How does it wrap up early but it's too long? Well, it wrapped up quickly and conveniently at the end. Like, uh, it seemed like the end was, was coming, and then all of a sudden... They problems, got there? Yeah, <laughs> problems were resolved, um... And just very quickly. So you, you weren't know? satisfied with the way in which the movie ended. Exactly. Exactly. I don't. I, I don't think that. Um, that. Well, I don't want to. I can't go into it because it's a freaking ending. So anyway. Um, but but yeah. I mean, you know, overall, it was a really really great movie. And yes, there are some scatological humor moments. But and even some shock then, humor. You know, if it's possible, it was like. And it, it was acceptable to me. Yeah. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't like it a, you're, you're telling desperate. about the, the Fairly Brothers movie recently, and just some of the stuff that goes on in that. And it's not Fairly Brothers level. It's funny. And there's a lot more. You get a lot more jokes out of not being explicit. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a scene that they kind of allude to in the the uh, commercials about food poisoning. That doesn't go nearly as far as it would have in the hands of someone like the Fairley Brothers. That's but fair to say. It's yeah. still, but it's funny. It's gross, but it's it, it toes that line well enough that it's funny enough off of both um, explicit humor and then implied humor that I was really... The implied humor was the best one. Yeah, Maya Rudolph sure. is uh, the for Wicked sure. Witch of the West in the middle of the street. Uh, <laughs> that yeah. is about the funniest thing. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, uh, I think that big credit for this movie goes to the director, who's Paul Figg, who yeah. uh, a lot of people... You love uh, Paul Figg. You love, you love Freaks and Geeks? Freaks and Geeks is one of the Paul best Feig. TV shows to ever be on broadcast TV. <laughs> I am totally serious when I say that. I think it's a great... He created it. Judd Apatow uh, produced it. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody's Apatow this, Apatow that. I love Apatow, and I think the movies he's been involved in since that series have been great as well. But Paul Figg is really the unsung hero yeah. of, of Freaks and Geeks. And, um, you know, I think that his dedication to uh, creating sympathetic characters and real characters is what makes this movie really, really work. Yeah. Uh, Rose Byrne, uh, plays the um, rich, evil person that's trying to yeah. take over the wedding. And yeah. she is so, so good in this good. movie. Because at, if this was an Adam Sandler comedy, she would be just this one-dimensional bitch, kind of like uh, Nicole Kidman was in, in Just Go yeah, the most recent one. Yeah. Uh, but instead... Uh, she's, There's just a whole layer of her like insecurity, yeah. and you know it's obvious that she's not very happy. And it's you know. subtle. And, and the thing is, I saw this movie with my my friend. Uh, I took my friend Faith to this mm-hmm. um, because you know from the commercials it looks like it might be. You know, it's either just going to be a straight up comedy, like a universally funny comedy, or it's going to be, for lack of a better word, uh, a girly comedy. You know, kind of like uh, like a 127 Dresses or something like that. They're marketing it as the, the girls' version of The Hangover. Right, basically. and I don't think they should be doing that, because that really limits their audience. It's way, it's way funnier than... Uh, it doesn't deserve to be pigeonholed like that. But it was great because of that character you just mentioned, and because of some other characters, you could just kind of point out who they reminded you of or what they were mm-hmm. that like I know girls like that. oh yeah you know yeah, and absolutely. I and I know I know girls like the uh, the um, Wendy McClendon Covey's character uh, Rita she's the she's another one of the bridesmaids so yeah. she was on Reno 911 oh that's where I recognized yeah. her from okay yeah. nice I know her too you know sort of a pent up suburban housewife that's just kind of like yeah, I, I know that too. So, so but in lesser I, I love the characters. Yeah, in what lesser you're hands, saying, it was in these really thinly drawn, cliched yeah. stereotypes. But they all have 
these little quirks and there's just so much humor in all the characters it's great john ham um is another one that i just i, I love that john ham's in it and i love the type of character that he plays because he's you know he's a he's just a scumbag and it's yeah. hilarious and he's only in two scenes but they're so funny he's using his good looks again to uh, great effect yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I I think uh, that that there was a, a character in this movie that that was sometimes too over the top. Um, I know which one you're going to say. Melissa McCarthy yeah. was the actress that played her, and um, she's uh, the big girl in the in the previews who's blocking the guy when he comes out of the bathroom with her chunky ass leg. Yeah, <laughs> right. And we're supposed to all laugh at this this big fat woman who's coming on to this girl. And Got you know what? Or coming on to this guy. Here's the deal: is this actress, this Melissa McCarthy who I don't know anything about, mm-hmm. she has such terrific comic timing that she makes the most out of scenes that I think in another movie just would have been really annoying, like a Rob Schneider type of a thing. Oh, yeah. I keep going back to Adam Sandler films because those are the most formulaic, mm-hmm. you know, well, he reminds me of like, She reminds me of, like, like a, a Kathy Bates type character from a Sandler movie. You know, like, he tends to put her in his stuff when he needs sort of, like, a, a awkward, funny overweight person let's get together you know and, yeah i think i think in this case then you're right the casting makes a huge difference because this this particular actress they definitely don't get her and stranger to work with yeah. yeah and she and she really has great timing and she makes the most out of these scenes that uh i would otherwise almost just be really annoyed at you yeah. know what i mean the bit in the airplane's funny her bit yeah. in the airplane's funny yeah i mean there's a lot of bits that, that i remember the first time she came on the screen in the film i was like i don't know who this actress is but I'm laughing my ass off, you right. know? And I think there's a lot of great moments like that in the film. There are. Uh, two hours, though. That's, here, here is that really complaints. necessary? My two complaints about the movie, I think it's hilarious and great. It's, it's one of the best comedies I've seen in a long time. Like, I, I don't know, it's been a, a while. So you agree with George? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. Um, but the, the only two real complaints I can lodge against it, the, the length, I think, and that's more of a pacing issue than anything because... It gets a little long. It gets a little. It's just, yeah, it's just through. long. It needs to be at least fifteen minutes shorter, maybe maybe even thirty. I mean, they could probably do this in ninety minutes and yeah. make it just really tight and funny. I think they did one too many, one too many meltdowns or one too many blow ups because there's like two or three botched scenarios, and they may have been able to just cut one out entirely. Right. And while it would have been great to see in like director's cut material. She for, really does bottom out though, and that's really important for us to yeah. see. So it's hard to it's it's a hard, tough call to make. Yeah. So that was kind of that was kind of that's my big complaint. The second one is you were talking about how she's or her character, uh, Kristen Wiig's character Annie, is you know flawed and but but still like likable and everything. I I I liked her. I didn't ever root for her. Hmm. I you know because I just it, it was hard to be sympathetic to someone who is so obviously um, screwing herself over. Um, that 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 was difficult. I don't want you know. I don't want to analyze bridesmaids, but that was the hardest part for me as far as her as a character. The comedy was great, yeah. But whenever it would try and turn dramatic, so much of it was self caused or self involved that I really had a difficult time. What it brought me back to is chasing anger. Yeah. Right, because Ben Affleck's character in Chasing Amy just shoots himself in the foot so yeah. many times, and you're like, dude. You've got it made. Yeah, Everything's like going perfect. great. Just what don't is, screw it up. Yeah, and so it, I, it's frustrating for us as audience members 
um, to go through something like that with a character. But in, in my opinion, I really think that was one of the big selling points of the movie is the yeah. fact that you've got this real character who's flawed, who keeps screwing things up for herself because we all know that there's people like that out there and we can all see some of that in ourselves. And sure. So, uh, for me, had that not been there, I think the movie would have been uh, a lot less, um, you know, layered yeah. deep for me. And so, what I'm saying is that on top of the fact that it's hilarious and it's and it's well cast, um, I think that um, that part of it might make it even play better. Uh, on repeated viewings. And that's yeah. something that I don't often say about comedies. You think, you know, one and done, I'm going to get the funny jokes and I'm going to get right. out. But I think this movie might actually have a little bit more uh, to offer in that respect. Well, no, it's, Everybody's it's like, sympathetic, and that's a feat. Yeah, I think, that is. I think everybody that is. is you know? and, and that's, I mean, you look at those human elements and, I mean, why do you go back and watch 40-Year-Old Virgin or why do you go back and watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall or, you know, some of these more recent comedies? Even, even I mean, there's, it's a little different set of rules when you look at uh, mockumentaries, but even Spinal Tap, you know, why do you go back and watch those movies again? They're really, really funny. You watch them for the comedic parts, but you also, you know, if it were just jokes, yeah, it would get old, but there's there's a human element to it. Absolutely. That, that you know, gives you something to sort of identify with and hang on. There's to. there's one guy we haven't talked about yet, and uh, it's an Irish uh, a comedic actor named Chris O'Dowd who plays uh, Annie's uh, other love interest in the movie. Yeah. And uh, from the moment he's on the screen, this guy has a really charming quality. But but most of all, he like a lot of the other actors in this film has a really odd kind of comic timing and it's so nice to see all of these actors doing different things and having you know different different ways of, of being funny instead of just one way of being funny instead of all this mugging for the camera like these right. uh, Travolta Ooh, I feel that, yeah, yeah, you know kind of, kind of stuff and, it, and, and it's just really nice to see comedic actors do their own thing and have the story support them and, and so Chris O'Dowd I think also uh, is a standout in this movie I think towards the end um, his part has less and less to do and becomes less interesting but um he, he was really funny so uh props to him as well yeah props to props to everybody yeah. I think everybody's and you know the there are two um brief parts that i wish they had done more with just because i love the actors but terry cruz is in it for about a split second yeah it's a funny beginning. cameo yeah. it's a funny cameo but man i, I love terry cruz and so i, I would have I hope there's some like deleted scenes or something that we'll get to see him. You know, this should be a good more. DVD of that. Yeah, I bet so. And then the other one, um, and I just laughed at it because I don't, I, I don't know why they cast him as it, and it's just really funny to me. But they cast Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric's Awesome Show, <laughs> and he's completely he doesn't say used a word in a straight way yeah. the whole time. He just looks like such a goofy yeah. guy anyway in and that then, respect it, that casting all serious doesn't work I think, yeah. I think it works great because it's just funny without him having to do anything like yeah. she's acting serious about him and he just looks like how like he looks yeah. and yeah that cracked that me up that was really weird seeing him in there I thought at one point there was going to be something for him to do but there wasn't no, at all there, no I, I, he doesn't even speak like he, I said he doesn't even speak one last thing I did want to mention is you mentioned before uh, that you didn't think that it was a good idea for it to be marketed as a female version of The Hangover. Yeah. Uh, or, or what you really meant was that you thought I don't it want sold it to be it pi- I don't want it to be pigeonholed yeah. as like, hey, girls, watch this comedy because it's way more, right. it's way more broad. It's I way say more, pigeonhole like, away, 
because people will go see it because of that. Yeah. And nobody is going to walk out of this movie thinking it was a bad film. I think it's that yeah. that uh, uh, funny mm-hmm. on just that level alone. And then on a storytelling level and a, and a character level, I think that people will enjoy it as well. I really think get as many people into the theater to go see this as possible because uh, Wig has not led a movie before, and this could be her star turn. And it really it would be could. really nice to see I people kept, embrace this film. I agree. I kept thinking of Steve Carell and the Forty Year Old Virgin during this, yes, yeah. because I think it could. I think it could change her career that drastically. Yeah. I mean, I. I I think she's one of the standouts on SNL still, but she's even admitted that she doesn't like some of the characters she's put. She's killing off two of her mm-hmm. characters, which is unheard of for SNL. They run everything to the ground. They <laughs> never let they never let a player decide when a character's run is done. You know, no. and so I, I think she's kind of she's at that point where she either needs to quit the show or either get big and quit the show. Or she's going to be Daryl Hammond and just be on it for another ten seasons. <laughs> I don't know which. I'd love to see her do more. Um, I was just amazed at the performance she turned in, and that I don't know what degree she had in the script, but I assume it was a pretty pretty big part. And she's that's been impressive in and of itself. So. She's been uh, you know uh, moving this script around for a really long time, trying to get it made, and yeah, and she pretty much got her dream team behind it, and it worked out great. So. Yeah. Well, I hope it pays off, and it probably won't because I want it to. <laughs> you know what? We've been we, we mentioned the Hangover. I, I gave the Hangover a good review. I still think it's a funny movie, but I think it's also uh, it's helped by the fact that there's a mystery. It's a very surface level picture. Absolutely. It has all that um, that fakeness to it, where everything gets resolved at the end, and the characters have gone through this thing. But they have you ever really watched it again? Yeah, watched? it does not play the second no. time at all. No. So um, so I'm not I'm not you know dogging on it completely, but I I, I am saying that I think Bridesmaids has uh, what The Hangover lacks, which is, um, you know, part of that underlying realism and and character development, and I think it'll it'll be funnier uh, in the long run, so. I hope so. Yeah. All right, well, that's it. We both loved it. Go see Bridesmaids, don't see Priest, and I'll get back to you on Hesher, maybe. (laughs) No, we can't say don't see Priest. We haven't seen it. We can't. We can't I, recommend that they not go see. I it. recommended that they don't see that based on the trailer. Based on how much I want them to go see bridesmaids. So oh, okay. go see there bridesmaids. You if you have see, to choose, yeah, yeah. There was a comment in there. Yeah, right? fair enough. This is Trevor McGee from Lawrence.com, and on behalf of Eric Moline <laughs> from Scene Stealers, <laughs> we're gonna go uh, have a good weekend. Oh.